everyone, and welcome back to Open to Discussion. I'm Aisley. And I'm Gwen. And we're back with another episode this week. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Um, so what we're doing this week is I... Well, actually, I guess we should address... I think we did say the last episode we were going to be doing this episode on friendships. That's not happening. It's coming. It's just not this episode. So Mm -hmm. that'll be sometime in the future. We don't know when. But this episode is just going to be kind of chill, relaxed, fun. We're both kind of feeling low energy today. Not too great, which you'll hear about soon. Um, So this this episode, we're going to do unpopular opinions from Reddit. Uh, I was watching Simply Neologicals podcast. That's what they were doing. So in full transparency. We're just doing something that other people have done, and Reddit's full of wonderful content, so why not utilize it? Also, before we move on to check-ins, uh, we have an exciting news. Yes. Also to do with Reddit, um, I had entered this, not a contest, this thing uh, for a logo design for the podcast, and in our email, it showed up uh, last night or the night before. Mm-hmm. And so now we have a brand new logo, and we are so excited about it. It's very different. Yeah, you're going to see us in a new face. Not us, but like our podcast. podcast. Yeah. Um, so it was designed by Yitzchak Sabel, and we have all of their information in the show notes, in the main uh, podcast description. It'll be in every episode's description in case you want to uh, contact them for, you know, logos, whatever purposes uh, you're looking for. Or if you just want to check out their cool stuff, please go give them a follow on Instagram and that will be there as well. Yeah, so we're super excited and thank you. Thank you so much for creating such a beautiful, beautiful new um, logo. Logo. There we go. Logo is the (laughs) word I'm looking for. I think it encapsulates our personality and the podcast much better. Yeah. The colors are so much nicer and yeah, it's just an exciting time. So that's that. How are you doing, Gwen? Um, I've been feeling under the weather for quite a few days now. Um, and that just hasn't shaken off or like I haven't gotten better. So I'm feeling really low energy, really sick, just uh. And on Monday, I got COVID tested because I was sick through the weekend. And I was like, just to be safe, just to be sure. I went in, got tested, not COVID, thank goodness. But I'm sure it's just a cold or something, but I'm my energy is just wah, wah, wow. And it's kind of bad timing too with like, finals and school and everything there's just a lot going on and I think that's probably a part of it just like I stress in my immune system when one goes down the other go or when one goes up the other goes down so once once I'm stressed my immune system is like that's it game over it's uh we we quit too I'm like okay thanks thanks um so yeah it's probably a little bit of everything uh but we had cold weather a few days ago and it snowed and that threw me off so much because I was really enjoying the sunny, warm weather. And I was just like, oh, 
Okay, thank you. <laughs> we got snow two days in a row. Yeah, was it? okay, uh, yeah. Things are blurry. Too much. But yeah, um, but now, fingers crossed, without jinxing it, I think warmer weather is in our future, sunny time. I just want to lie outside and just feel the sun on my body. Yeah, that's fair. That's I'm, where I'm at. I'm looking forward to being able to go to the beach and like just sit there in the sun. But I also don't really like the heat. I hate humidity. So there needs to be a nice even balance for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you doing though? Um, I'm coming in feeling, I feel really high energy right now, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird but um like my body doesn't feel good Mm. Uh, and content warning we're talking about I'll be talking about just briefly um like menstruation and like female anatomy I guess uh just in case so content warning my well we don't even know what's going on really but we're thinking it's likely endometriosis Mm. and uh it's just I'm in so much pain when my period is supposed to come I just feel a lot of like pressure uh, like around my uterus pelvis my back sometimes I'll get like sharp shooting pains like up my vaginal canal um which hasn't been happening this time but I just feel like it's just uncomfortable no matter how I sit or what I'm doing it's just uncomfortable so that's kind of where I'm at and that's just annoying but surprise for me I have a two-week break I finished my second trimester of school um I had a two-week break that I I didn't know I had so I'm currently doing that which has kind of been a nice time to just I'm I'm still working but I'm I'm not having to think about getting stuff done between work and sleeping and living (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it's been a bit of a just like whoa okay my mind I find it's hard for my mind to catch up I'll be watching a movie with Adam like later in the night and all of a sudden I'm just like oh my god I haven't done any work what's due what's going on like and I have a little freak out in my head and I'm like oh yes it's I have a break we're fine I can relax the constant struggle of like being a student when you have a hundred things rest is never rest and then when you can actually rest you're like wait is this okay yeah (laughs) yeah so that's kind of where I'm at but I empathize with you Gwen because that's shitty and also it's like the it's scary being I know we we won't spend a lot of time talking about COVID because you but it is a tricky time when you're like dealing with uh, maybe a cold or any type of sickness and it's just, damn, is this COVID? Now I need to go get tested. I need to isolate. And there's just that extra added stress involved now when you're sick. So that sucks. But we know it's not COVID, so I'm yeah happy, but like still trying not to see people to get symptoms and it's anyways yeah 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 you go away COVID not not mm-hmm. here yes so I actually don't know easily just told me before we began opening on popular um we're going to be talking about unpopular opinions um and it was kind of weird a few days ago I was like hey what can we do like 
like, hey, like, tell me what I need to do. And she's like, nothing. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, don't do anything. I'm like, okay. So I'm interested. You also seemed a little like just, I, I knew you were sick at that point because we had chatted earlier in the week and you seemed just like you had a lot going on. So I was like, well, we'll, we'll just, we'll just make it easy. Just show up. All you need is yourself. I'm here and I did that check. <laughs> it's definitely not as an exciting as uh, like surprise as what Gwen did on me. And if you no. haven't checked out that episode, please go check it out. What's it called? Oh, it's called, Will This Ruin Our Friendship? Spoiler alert, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it's a good episode. I really liked it. And we've gotten really great feedback about it. So yeah. if you haven't checked it out, I would highly encourage you to. Or else. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I'm trying to find a good place to like rest this so I can see it. Bear with me as I'm putting this on my computer. Hopefully nothing happens. Okay, there we go. Okay, but so I don't know what um, unpopular opinions Ainsley will be sharing. So correct, correct. It's going to be Gwen Brain working hard to to figure out where I am on them. And I I took a, uh, three days and dug through either the controversial section of unpopular opinions on Reddit or the new section. So I feel There's like there's a new have... section. Yeah, it automatically puts you on hottest posts. Mm. And you'll see a little flame. Like time it. newest. Right. Yes. Okay. So I just changed it. I filtered it to like the newest post because sometimes you get like some, this is what Simply Neological said, which is why I followed this route. So I'm not going to claim this is my own advice. Um, actually, I think it was Ben who said this. But if you filter it to new, you often get like more like, whoa, because sometimes the ones that are upvoted are ones that are not actually unpopular opinions. Oh, so yeah. with that being said, when I tell you the unpopular opinion, mm -hmm. we'll have to decide, is this actually an unpopular opinion or is it a popular opinion? And then also discuss about the opinion. Does that make sense? Yeah. And are there any content or trigger warnings we need to give before? Is there anything that... Maybe uh, I, a light content warning. Maybe I guess we'll be talking a bit about... Um, well, not really. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, the first one is about um, like women and men's sports. So perhaps mm -hmm. uh, any. I don't. I don't. We'll know. put it in the title. We'll put it in the description if if our conversations go anywhere. But I'm I'm interested. I'm interested to see what. I didn't what really. Got. I tried not to choose anything too heavy. Okay. I I was drawn to some that were, but I was like, you know what. Not we'll save that for another day. <laughs> yeah. So I, some of them I think will be an interesting conversation about maybe some more serious topics, but I think we'll be able to, they're nothing that's going to take us like deep down a hole of darkness. Okay. Good. Because I'm not ready for that today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So our first one is instead of having the NBA and the WNBA, we should have the MNBA and the WNBA. Same with all sports. So do you understand what that's saying? So like the women's national basketball team, the men's na national basketball team. Yeah. Because yeah. as yeah. of right now, it's just National Basketball Association. And then there's the Women's National Basketball Association. Oh, it's A, not T, Gwen. <laughs> I kept saying team. Well, but, but yeah. yeah. 
I wish that was a more of a popular opinion because then it then it makes it I wouldn't say not even but like equal playing fields. Yeah, because the default shouldn't just be men. <laughs> and I think for sports it really is. That's what gets funded. That's what's being broadcast on TV most of the time, like the popular networks is often men's sports. Yeah. This is something I've I've always kind of thought about and it's it's been an interesting conversation. Um, and some people really push back against the idea of like changing the title because it's like this is how it's always been, so this is how it needs to stay, which is kind of a funny, yeah, like way of thinking about it. But um, a little similarly off topic. There's this I don't even know his name, and that makes this whole sentence like so much less credible. But there's this little clip of a video where an interviewer is talking to a tennis player. It's like, how are you feeling about being the first person to win this title? And he goes, actually, Serena Williams won this title three times. Whoa. And he goes, sorry, yeah, the first male player to win this title. And he goes, yeah, sure. But, like, I'm not the first person to win it. And, like, the reporter was so thrown off. And I was just like... this allyship, yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, Especially when someone's won it three times prior. like what? Or like light strokes. I don't know how much I got, but you get the oh, gist of it okay. where it was just like, uh, do your research. Yeah, this is yeah. a wrong statement. I'm like, uh, yeah, let's, let's do it. Wait, I'm saying if it's unpopular or popular. Yeah, do we agree? I guess it, it depends what circle of people you're in. <laughs> it can be popular or unpopular. Well, Overall, like in society. I think, unfortunately, it is unpopular because if it was popular, I think it would have happened. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Okay. Uh, So this unpopular opinion is it should be just as illegal to drive under the speed limit as it is for people to drive over the speed limit. Um, In some places, it is. is. It's illegal here, but it's not enforced. I think it's illegal in most places. Yeah. But but just it's not enforced because I think it would be like weird if someone were to pull you over and be like you're driving way too slow. But anyway, you I'd keep love going. to see it. I have an opinion, but you keep go you you tell us yours. No, I think depending on like obviously taking into consideration road conditions, weather conditions, all that stuff, but I think it can be just as dangerous if not more dangerous. For someone who's driving 20, 30 under the speed limit, and that's super, you you just need to drive anywhere and you'll see someone going way slower. And that makes it ultimately really dangerous for other drivers. And here's my thing. It's like if you're not a comfortable driver, or like here's the thing. In most places in Europe and Germany, you have to put a big L on your car if you're learning to drive. And that's why it's like, okay, you're not a great driver. You put the L on because you're learning. We get that. But here it's just like, give us some reason why maybe you're driving slowly. You're scared of driving. Like, take a driving course. Like, I think slow drivers can be so much more dangerous as well. I mean, it's clearly unpopular because no one actually gets, like, the law isn't reinforced, at least in Canada. But should it be? Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think, like you said, in Europe, in the places where they put a lot more, I think, money into getting people, like, road safe, because I think there is 
correct me if I'm wrong, but you have to take your driver's education courses there. I think so. But also I think from my experience and like my family, like the the driving culture is so different. Oh, like people sure. joke about being bad drivers, like, oh, I'm such a bad driver. I like crashed into a car three times. It's like if you ever said that as a joke, people would be like, stop driving, learn how to drive or stop driving. Like that's not okay. Right. I, yeah, I've never heard someone say that. Usually what I hear is most people thinking that they're a really good driver. Just always like hands down, like, yeah, I'm a good driver. A roundabout. If you're a good oh. driver, like roundabouts kill people here like I don't know what it is like not literally well some maybe sometimes but people do not understand how to use roundabouts in Ottawa it is so sad it's so frustrating I think this might be an unpopular opinion in and of itself I really believe that you there should be a highway license and a regular license and if you you have to pass both if you are not, if you aren't comfortable driving at least 100 on the highway, then you should not be allowed to set foot on that highway. And if that mm-hmm. means it takes you a lot longer to get places, too damn bad. And yeah. if it means that you can't get certain places, too damn bad. I don't care. Get off the highway and if you're going under 100. So I do know someone exactly like that. They aren't comfortable driving above a certain speed and they don't take the highway. Like they will take the back roads and it's like, mm, okay, well, now you're teaching your children how to drive and a little tricky. But I'm like, thank you so much for not going 80 on the highway because you would probably have gotten to a lot of accidents. So, yeah, that's also, I think it's it should just be everyone should have to take driver's ed and it's paid for. Yeah. Um, because I think that is a big part of the problem. Like, they're shitty drivers. So they're teaching their kids how to drive shitty. And it's like, yeah, I can drive. My parents taught me. I don't need driver's ed. It's like, well, your parents suck at driving too. So (laughs) I don't know. I think driving is so important, but it's also so underlooked. Yeah. Like under, uh, what's that? What am I, what's the word I'm looking for? Overseen? No. Uh, Under appreciated. Appreciated. I don't think, I mean, I don't think that's really the word. I know, I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. I'm having, I'm struggling as well. <sighs> Underrated. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's under something. Yeah. I, I agree though. And yeah, driving safety is important, especially when we have three very different seasons. Mm-hmm. If you can't just be comfortable in one season and then have summer tires and go okay it's winter it's 30 degree negative 30 degrees and snow I'm good and it's like well honey maybe you're not we can help not I yeah open to discussion but like (laughs) we can't help you drive sorry it is interesting in being in a country where the seasons do change pretty dramatically so for driving yes it is a big change to have to be like mindful of the season and ice and whatever but if you've lived here all your life and this is where you grew up driving 
the amount of accidents and people that go into ditches when the first snowfall and freeze comes is ridiculous. Like there's no reason for it. It really comes down to the fact that we have a lot of bad drivers. And I'm just going to say it again, because I love to make sure people know it. Ottawa has terrible freaking drivers. Yeah. And we don't need to spend too much longer on this, but I think there's a huge difference when it comes to like the culture of driving in like rural areas when it comes to and then like city drivers I think it's two very different things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then if like rural drivers don't know how to drive in the city and city drivers don't know how to drive rurally it's like two different ball games it's like speaking like another language it's like I'm bilingual (laughs) (laughs) I guess I mean you should just you yeah right I agree ultimately I think people if you're traveling places or driving, you you should probably learn how to do both yeah. successfully and safely. Okay, so I think that is a pretty unpopular opinion. So we'll just we'll move on. So the next one is dress codes are not that bad. At school or work or in life. Library dress codes are not that bad. Okay. Uh um, I'm thinking and I'm processing. Because here's my thing. I think there's like a general societal like understanding of what is appropriate and isn't appropriate. Like I'm not going to show up to a funeral butt naked in like a pink G-string unless that's the style of funeral. Like we were all nudists doing the same thing. Different story. Like I'm not trying to yuck your yum. But <laughs> I, I think overall, like I just think they're so unnecessary and also rooted in like sexism and trying to control other people's bodies and I think maybe I'm just a little burned by this but like more specifically like women's bodies often have more dress yeah there we go there's there's more policing of it because you're not formal enough you're too formal uh there's your your straps need to be two fingers wide otherwise you're going to the principal's office but it's like it's not my job to not be distracted distracted like not distracting other people like I'm here I'm learning I'm not distracted or it's like at work or like in more professional offices like if a man wears tighter fitting slacks uh like pants and a woman wears tighter fitting pants but like a woman happens to have a big butt or whatever like that's so inappropriate it's like no you're freaking sexualizing her what is she gonna do leave her butt at home when she comes (laughs) into work literally like my dude with the flat ass not like People have flat ass. People have big asses. It really doesn't matter. But it's like, no one's like, mm, look at that. Look at that flat ass. Like, mm. no one's telling him to wear looser pants. That triggered me. <laughs> um, I think people understand inherently what's okay and not. Like, I think, And I think times are changing. However, if you're upset by seeing too much or too little or entitled to feel, like if you feel entitled to control how other people dress, like maybe like do a little bit of introspection there. I went to a school where dress codes were not a thing. So I never experienced that. And I would have thrown like the worst temper tantrum had my grandparents sent me to a school where there were dress codes. And I've heard the argument where specifically in schools, so this is what I'm talking about in schools specifically, where dress codes are meant to be a way to reduce the the gap of people of people making fun of you for what you're wearing so you know what I mean there's no um, wait 
I have a question. Like dress codes or uniforms? Well, right. Uniforms, I guess, would be. Is a uniform still a dress code, though? Yeah. I think, yeah. Because most of my schooling was with uniforms. But I think, yeah, you know what? You're right. This, I think, opens the discussion to so many nuances of what type of dress code we're looking at. Okay, so I'm specifically talking about uniforms in, in just this case. Um, uh, not not in the unpopular opinion itself, but right now. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So uniforms, I've heard of the arguments like they're supposed to take away the ability to who's wearing what best. But that just happens with the uniform. Who looks better in the uniform? And also, not everything fits people the same way. So making everyone wear this exact same thing is... Like, I feel like forcing certain people to be uncomfortable. And the way people, the way people dress, the way people present themselves aesthetically is like a sense of creativity. It's a way of showing the world who you are. And I think that's really important, especially when you're a kid and a teenager and you're in those life stages of really digging like into like, who am I? What do I like? What is life even? Mm-hmm. And dress codes in general, just in life, are something that I've struggled with a lot. I really just resent them. And I think this is something as coming up to being like a professional uh, in the mental health world. For a long time, therapists, for example, were kind of expected to like look and and be a specific thing uh, in terms of dressing as well. Yeah. And now it's, You'll hear some people talk about how they're looking for a therapist who they can feel comfortable with. So, you know, psychology today where you're scrolling through pictures and there's some people's pictures where it's like the professional shot of them in a suit with their arms crossed and a big smile at the camera. Or there's people like sitting in front of plants with their dog. And... I definitely lean more to the side of just being able to wear whatever you want and being able to present who you are to the world. But Mm -hmm. I also struggle because I'm like, I do understand the value of like presenting yourself as professional, but also is that just a social norm that's been implanted into my brain that it's like, well, you have to be professional. And I I think around this whole professional thing is kind of bullshit because Mm -hmm. I, I, I mm, this whole notion of what is and isn't professional, I think, is not only incredibly gendered, but it's also really like uh, Eurocentric. Yeah, and also like really cis het normative, mm-hmm. where women wear this, men wear this, because it's nice to look at women when they're wearing this, and men are taken seriously when they're wearing this. But like a little bit, of I can't like, but not too much. <laughs> Whoa, because now that's unprofessional. I think that whole concept is changing. I just. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's changing. It's just slowly changing. It also depends who your demographic is. You Mm -hmm. know, if you're a queer person saying, hey, I'm queer, this is a safe space. You're probably going to market yourself a little bit in that way. And you're probably going to reduce the amount of clients you have who are like, incredibly homophobic or something like that, you know, (laughs) for sure. Good way to weed them out. Yeah. Or unless that's what you're working on. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's so bland when everyone just has the same, like, black jacket, white collared shirt, angled a little bit of left, chin up, smiling into the camera shot. Yeah. 
And I, I wonder for people who really hold on to that, like what would it mean for everyone in your workplace to show up in what they wore on a normal basis or what they wish they could wear on a normal basis? How would that change everything? Probably more conversations about, whoa, I didn't know you liked that band. Literally. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it, our dress codes aren't that bad. Is that an unpopular opinion? I think that's a pretty popular opinion, but also yeah. I grew up in boarding schools where we had to wear a uniform and I loved that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, but the first school I went to was trash because like the people monitoring the dress codes were incredibly like sexist and weird. Like I got in trouble because my sh skirt was too long. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> grade seven, Gwen, there's an old man telling me my skirt's too long. And That's... my parents were like, no, you're not comfortable with wearing a shorter skirt. Don't do that. But in the second one, like I could wear my skirt at whatever length. I could have different options. I could wear like all these different things. And like I was still able to wear accessories and jewelry. And like there was just more room for appreciation. But I just didn't have to put effort into what I wanted to wear. So right. I could sleep in another 20 minutes. Right, right. I think the culture around who's having the dress code, why the dress code's there is so important for context. But like, in general, I think they're probably on their way out when it comes to like adults. Yeah, I think it's a popular opinion among older generations. But even then, I think that's changing. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's move on. The most proper way to listen to someone's music is to listen to their whole discogra discography. Discography? That sounds like such a weird word. Discography from start to finish. So if you find a new artist and you're like, whoa, what a cool song. Technically, according to this person, you should be going back to their very first album, listening through that album, then move on to the next one. Listen to the, yeah. I have two things. One, I understand from the artist's perspective, they often set it up in that way to tell a story and like track one, track two are in an order for a reason. However, as a consumer of music, art changes and it changes all the time. And I might like one, I might like one song, but the rest of the album I might not like. So like, I'm not going to sit through that. I think for most people, no, but for like the diehards of music, they're like, oh yes, it must be this way. I don't know I know someone who's like this but I just I don't I don't understand it but like for me I'm usually finding new music from Spotify currently prior mm -hmm. to that it was when I was younger and I was on YouTube and when YouTube was kind of a newer concept and like it was it was usually just what's coming up and you're recommended from watching this video which is kind of how Spotify works so the only time I will go through and look through someone's discography is if there's a song that I'm like, damn, this is so good. I need to hear them more, which has happened, mm -hmm. but I'll still never listen to the, like the song the order to finish. I'll just go and see the titles and kind of be like, okay, hey, what, what's, what's speaking to me. So that's, I think it's kind of a game of chance. And this, I feel like for many people might be so sacrilegious. Like I will scroll, if, if a, it's a new artist, I'll listen to the first five seconds, scroll halfway through to the middle. I'm like, okay, this slaps. Mm, maybe this one doesn't. And then go from there, which I think totally 
this rule, this idea, this unpopular opinion, potentially, I think just like for the people like this, keep doing you. I think for everyone else who doesn't do that, keep doing you. Yeah. Obviously, music is a form of art. Art is subjective. So consume it however you want. It really doesn't matter. But I thought this was an interesting. I was like, damn, that. That would be time consuming, but but to be fair though, like when I hear like artists like talk about their things, like they're like, I made it for track one to be listened to first and like this because it tells the whole story. Yeah. Like whether it's like Eminem or Selena Gomez, I almost said. Is that her name? Why am I there, blanking right now? Yeah, there's a Selena Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. Or like even Justin Bieber or uh Harry Styles like it, it's really like in in a certain way or even like Taylor Swift with her new stuff which I don't listen to but like I can appreciate that it's a whole ambiance of listening to it for the people who really get it and that's just not me yeah and I've listened to albums where that has been a thing and I've appreciated it but I've only listened to albums like that because I already loved the artist yeah you know what I mean little Wayne's like older like older music I feel like I could only listen to his album in the order of start to finish anything else would just feel wrong <laughs> but like I'm only like that with a few albums I also think so this is not quotable science but I I know that this is a thing in some way but I don't know if this anyway just don't take this take this with a grain of salt because I don't know if the numbers are correct but because as generations have gone on with our technology and everything our attention span has become a lot shorter so songs have thus become shorter and the Mm. intros of songs have become shorter and I think it was something like people usually will know if they want to keep listening to a specific song within the first, I think it was like five to 10 seconds, but it was definitely under 10. So when you said you listen for the first five seconds and then move it, it made me think of that because Mm -hmm. uh, it has to do with apparently our like lack of ability to have an attention span for (laughs) like long. And if you listen to older music, especially particularly like metal Mm. or what was considered metal back in the day, which is now more classic rock, some of the intros are like 30 seconds long before you get to any singing. Yeah. But that's very uncommon now because if you do that, there's almost zero chance of it getting on the radio. Like the retention of it. Mm -hmm. I'm a picky, busy person. (laughs) If I don't like it in the first, like, little bit, I'll give it a second shot. If not, it ain't for me. Since I know that and I have that information, whether it's real information or not, <laughs> um, I every time I am tempted to skip a new song, I'm like, okay, hey, just, 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 just wait. wait. Just wait. Just wait. You might like this. <laughs> Maybe I'll try that. Let's see how that goes. Uh, okay. So is this an unpopular opinion? I, I I'm think gonna say, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, a pretty unpopular opinion, I think. It's a very purist approach. Yes. Maybe slightly elitist, but. Oh, yeah. Or Maybe. like either die hard or like. It, dep- it depends the approach the specific person takes in, in yeah. their. Okay, the next one. People who use the word umami are annoying and pretentious. 
I put this one on just for you. That's amazing. Okay. I love food. Most of my YouTube content, it revolves around food. And oh, I hate when I say this. I am a vegan. So as a vegan, I miss the umami flavors that come in meat, that are in meat. So like I often seek out certain mushrooms or like miso or, or something that, that will satisfy that texture flavor combination that is umami. So, but I mean, to be fair, it's like, it's like this whole new like salt, acid, sour texture thing. And it, yeah, people can be super snobby using it 100%. But like, I think people can also just be like, hey, this is a thing. I think like many other worlds, the food world is quite pretentious and snobby. I think, but I think that's changing so much, though. Maybe as someone who's a picky eater and who lacks the palate, the class and palate of the, for the ability to appreciate finer foods, finer, quotation mark. Yeah. Usually when I'm around quote-unquote foodies, I just feel like they're all judging me for being less than. Like, I hate being around people who love food. Uh, and it's like a group setting around that. Probably with my own like internal uncomforts around eating and food. But I'm also like, when? You okay? <laughs> I just threw my water bottle off the You got so upset. <laughs> Too many big hand motions. Yeah. Um, I'm also like, I just started hearing this word a couple years ago. Yeah, fair. And like, I only heard it a few years ago, too. I mean, I guess that's how words work. And it's like, oh, we need a word to describe this flavor. So we made one, which now that that's coming out of my mouth, it makes a lot of sense. Was that just like a little revelation moment for you or? Yeah, because I was like, man, it's so stupid. Why are people like this is right. People who use the word umami to describe something that we've had forever, like, that's so silly. It's just trying to get in on a trend and, like, be part of a, a social group and relate to people. But, but now that I, it's like, well, that's literally how words are created, so. Like. But also to, to speak to your, um, like, understanding of, like, the snobbiness, I think you're right. I think a lot of food things do have a huge disconnect, which don't make it accessible or really, like, attainable to the average person and so like a lot of the food content creators that I follow like sorted foods and it's literally the whole base of like trying to get food to the average person it's uh these four five British guys I held up the word high five I held up five <laughs> in my hands and I said four it's these five British guys two of them are professional like professionally trained culinary chefs and three of them are considered normals, air quoting around that, because they're like an average thing. And I love it. Like they do competitions and like make it learning. And I, I think it's just plug for sorted food on YouTube, really great content. But yeah, I, I think you're still right. Because sometimes even within that space, they'll talk about it. They're like, oh, you're such a food snob. I'll be like, mm, this, like I think it's like the wine people sometimes oh. where I'm like, great, love the culture. Like I'm happy you're passionate about it and can taste it. I don't like wine. I don't drink wine. So like it makes no difference to me whether you can taste the nodes of coffee in your grape fermented juice. Uh, people who talk like that, no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. To be fair though, now that like in, in Canada, lead has been, lead, weed, weed. when it comes to weed, 
yeah, there's some people who are like super educated and know this stuff, but I think it's now a little bit more trendy and less elitist, even when they have that vocabulary of the description of the flavors, what it does and all these things. And so it's like, whenever I've seen people like who, who talk about wine, because, because I get it, a lot of them, they don't make it accessible for the average person who just wants the cheapest bottle of rosé in the <laughs> grocery store or whatever. Um, they'll compare it to that and being like, well, this is cool, but that isn't on my well, also the history is there for understanding. But people can make anything snobby. For sure. And, and when I think weed use- is completely the same. I just think mm. the the culture, the physical culture of people who go to those spaces is like so different between wine and weed. And when I'm on Bumble BFF, which I don't use too much anymore, but like if you're looking for friends, especially in the lockdown, it can be a fun way to like chat with people and get to know yeah. new people. But you know, like I started being super picky about if they if they had like I'm looking for wine buddies. I'm like, hey, that's an automatic no because I know I'm not going to drive with you. And anytime I've tried to just be like, whatever, like we don't have to. Usually, I just find it's a specific type of person. Fair, at least around my age. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know enough about either bubbles to super comment. However, back to umami. Oh yeah, I get it. I get it. I think. <laughs> Like, I can see this, like, but also a lot of the things that are now, like, a little bit more popularized in Western culture, I th- I don't know. I really want to say umami has, like, been a thing in Japan. I, I think it does. I think you're right. Right. I didn't want to sound say something in their, like... I think I remember a Try Guys video talking about yeah. uh, that. But things that have been around for so long and different places in the world have had understandings about it and using it. So like, it just feels so silly when like this, I don't know, white guy from Ottawa who's like seventh generation Canadian goes, Oh, the umami, let me tell you about it and mansplain it to you, darling. Cause I understand it. And you don't, you silly little goose. I'm just like, okay like I'm happy you're learning something but like why don't we drop the yeah yeah I I just feel so silly I think you're right like it probably has been something someone's been saying in another culture another country another place in the world for a long ass time and then white people were like oh hey this is a thing this is a word now we're gonna use it but it is just a word so I mean I don't think it should be considered annoying and pretentious I, I, I don't, I, oh, but the th- again, context is important, but if I'm going to have to make a general statement, I think it is an unpopular opinion, mm-hmm. but like, I know some, I, I know the type of person that that comment, the way you read it, that comment is talking about and like a little bit of a, a punch in the face might not be bad for those type of people. <laughs> not, I don't support condone violence, but like, you know, you just get that urge in your gut and you're like, mm. yeah, so I get it. But, but like Gwen said, it is context because that's with everything. Like with wine, it's like not every wine person who talks like that is the same as, you know, someone who just drinks wine. Not everyone who smokes weed is going to be like, you know, like yeah, there's yeah. pretentious people in every circle. So, hey, but yeah, not really. I mean, yes, I think it is an unpopular opinion as of right now. Okay, ready? Yeah. We really derailed for that one, but that's fine. <laughs> 
you you get me talking about food? Yeah, true. I'm here for days. I just knew you would like have things to say on that one because when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, okay, you should never give anyone the benefit of the doubt for anything. Okay, I understand that these are all like blanket statements. I'm I'm just going to say no. I think trust your gut, understand the pattern with this person you have. And I think it really depends on your relationship or what's happening. But like sometimes giving them benefit of the doubt can make or break so much. So like, and this is right. Yeah, I think when you said trust your gut, that's a huge thing. That's like, I think something uh, a lot of us have learned to ignore and suppress as we've grown up. But it there really is something to be said about like trusting your your natural instincts about what you feel. I really tried hard when I read this to look at it and be like, okay, what context would this be? Like, yes. But I can't think of things because there are some things where I'm like, okay, I've made up my opinion about that person and that's how I feel. But there's a, I think most situations, you could definitely warrant like, okay, I'm not sure, but I'll give you the benefit of the doubt because I just don't know. But like, here's, here's my thing. And I think so many examples come to my head. Like, I'm not going to give a random stranger walking behind me at, in the middle of the night that's a man, the benefit of the doubt that they won't hurt me. Chances right. are they won't. But like to protect myself, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, hey, like you're probably such a great guy. Like, what's up? I'm going to be like, please walk ahead of me. I would like to walk behind you instead. Or I would make a fake phone call. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah. I think, again, context is so important. But if it's like, oh, easily you're 20 minutes late to this, I'm going to give you the like the benefit of the doubt that or I will text you or call you, but like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think when it comes to random stranger men in creepy situations, you are never getting the benefit of the doubt from me. I don't care. You could have had like seven Nobel peace prizes under your belt. Doesn't make a difference. Yeah. But that's not something I thought of, but that's a good point. It's just, I also like, (laughs) no I agree I agree with you completely and I I totally see that it's like okay if that were to happen in those situations you're not going to think about like oh you know sure they're a really nice person I should probably just like turn around talk to them and see you know like of course your internal alarm systems are going to be going off and you're just going to want to protect yourself Mm. I didn't think of it that deeply I was like Uh, (laughs) I've lost my train of thought I don't know I can't think of a a situation where I would other than the extreme you gave me where I would never give someone the benefit of the doubt again okay here how about this I have a pattern of being late to the podcast we got into a fight or no 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 yeah okay and then I'm like oh whatever like we keep pushing it off whatever I don't text you I don't talk to you outside of the podcast we got into a fight about it and now I'm like not coming to the podcast or saying I can't schedule or whatever. Like, and this happens now for a really long time. That's a really bad example. But like, you know, I was also like, just like, this is kind of recreating a similar theme that, you know, happened recently in my life with someone. Oh, I didn't even think of that. 
That's what I was thinking of too. I just, I don't want to get into the story, which is why we weren't doing the friendship episode because I have some stuff going on and it's like tea, but also it's just too fresh. Yeah. I I think, I think pattern and intention and all that, I think plays a role in this because some people I will give a benefit of the doubt seven times when it shouldn't be. But then some people I'm like, listen, no, I'm so like, you burned me once it that calling it. And that's, that's fair. And I think that it does come down to what exactly it is because with this friend, they, we had contentions about other things, but they were kind of minor. We bumped heads a few times. We talked about it, whatever. There was a pattern of behavior that I didn't like. And then something bigger happened. And I was like, whoa, do I keep putting up with this? And I kept wanting, I think I talked with it about you. It was like, well, I'm sure they didn't mean to do it this way. You know, I feel like I'm very bad at giving people the benefit of the doubt almost always. But I mean, I think that that's almost unhealthy if you continue giving people benefit of the the, benefit of the doubt, for sure. And I think that's where like when it comes into personal relationships, it becomes difficult. Yeah. Whereas strangers, it's kind of like, well, I don't have the personal connection with you. So it doesn't really matter if I don't give you or even like. Like if you're talking to a friend and that situation happened, like. Not about this different scenario. If something happened to me and I was like, okay, I'll give Aisley the benefit of the doubt. However, now if my if a, a third party friend is like, Aisley did this and this and this, I probably would be less likely to give Aisley the benefit of the doubt because of like my feeling of like protection over that friend and being like, what the heck? Right. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Good point. But maybe that's just me also like <laughs> minimizing my own feelings. <laughs> gaslighting myself because I'm not valid anyways we can move on (laughs) (laughs) okay well with that being said is it unpopular (laughs) or is it popular I think that's unpopular I think it's unpopular too blanket statements like that are oftentimes like not helpful yeah okay we've got four more so let's try to like I guess okay less tangents from Glenn (laughs) no that's that's okay if we go on a tangent we can always cut one of them off um this one I found really interesting. Being aesthetically ugly is a social disability in modern society. Can you say those words but different? Yeah. Like like yeah. like visually ugly? Being visually less appealing than the average person. Okay. Is a social disability in modern society. I think for the people who disagree with that, they're a probably meeting the standards of beauty and don't realize that that's a privilege or they just don't understand how the world works. Right. I think disability is such a strong word. So it's kind of like, it makes me feel weird being like, well, being visually unattractive is like societally less pleasing to look at. Is okay. that a disability? But with, with that, I just want to acknowledge that context of that word. True. Thank it's you a, for It's that. a big word. It means a lot of things. And it wouldn't be the word I would personally choose to use had I described this. But I'm just, yeah. this is what the, the statement is. I think I, I think I substituted the word privileged for disability there. But like, I, 
I think that's important too, because context and extreme, like it, it is a different meaning then. I th- yeah, I think what they're trying to get at is that it's, you get less from society. And I'm just going to give my personal anecdote on this, if you're cool with that. Yeah. About like three years ago, I like lost a lot of weight. So yeah, I lost the most weight I had ever lost in my life. And I was feeling great, like about myself. But also I started, I I noticed that once I lost weight, the people around me, friends and family complimented me a lot more, which of course makes you feel good. And the compliments were also a lot more frequent. And just random people were just nicer to me. More people talked to me when I was going through like drive throughs I would get a lot more people sparking up conversations with me. When I was shopping, people would spark up conversations. Like I think even just being thinner or fitting like a, a societal box in terms of like as a woman, weight, hair, mm-hmm. like lots of different things. I was wearing makeup at that time too. And I did notice it changed a lot about how people interacted with me. And it was like, oh my goodness, that's, it feels good because I'm this right now, but also it's a little sad. I agree. And I think your experience is probably very similar to many other people's experiences. And like, like we are, and and like within psychology, we trust prettier faces more. Regardless of competency, we trust prettier faces more or like more attractive faces, regardless of gender. And I think slowly beauty standards are changing. But I think the way people are treated is often based off of what they look like, which is not okay. Like unless you've got like, I don't know, like a big Nazi symbol or swastika tattooed on your forehead. But like when we're talking about beauty standards, people are treated differently 100%. Mm-hmm. So uh, the statement, being aesthetically ugly is a social disability in modern society. And disability also has like, it's a spectrum. It's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good do I think there are certain disadvantages? Yeah. Do I think there's le- like, like more privileges if you are in that meeting those thresholds? Yes. I I don't know if it's unpopular because it's not a conversation I've had a lot with people. I'm trying to think of what most people would say. I, I think most people would reject that and be like, oh, I don't treat anyone differently based on how they look, even if they're not consciously aware of it. I'm sure I do. I'm sure I do. 100%. Do I think this is undiscussed and like maybe... Not unpopular, but unacknowledged. Mm. Unacknowledged opinion, I would sway to yes. Okay, I like that. Okay, next one. Saying, don't judge me, makes me want to judge you. So I'd be like, hey, Gwen, don't judge me, but I just, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I can't think I th- of a good example. <laughs> You know, you know what example I was literally about to use, and I think I've way overused it on this podcast. Don't judge me, but I just slept with my best friend's dad. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. Um, 
I'm thinking because I have a lot of feelings. Okay. I think when most people in like friendship conversational style use don't judge me, it's like, hey, heads up, something ridiculous happened. This was silly. This was funny. I'm a little embarrassed. I want to have a laugh or I want to talk about it. In more serious settings, don't judge me literally mean please like could be like, I don't have the space for negative judgment right now. Is this a safe space? I think as humans, we judge anyways. Yeah. <laughs> we just convey that judgment differently, you know? Does, and I think yeah. when someone says, don't judge me, does it make you want to judge them more? Like, are you more like sitting there ready to make a, a snap judgment or maybe on the defense a bit more because they already said that? Mm, mm, that's interesting. That's interesting. No, I think it just preps me for something funny or something heavy. Okay, I love that you said that because I'm on the complete same page as you. For me, when someone says, don't judge me, it's a caveat to make sure you're mindful of what you say after yeah. they if after they tell you because clearly they're feeling some sort of way about it. And they're, it's maybe like a a way of saying, hey, I, I'm nervous of telling you this. Uh, this yeah. is embarrassing. This is not something I'm super comfortable like with. So that's usually where my mind goes. Yeah. So is yeah. it an unpopular opinion? I don't know. I don't think I know. I don't have it. I don't have enough conversations like this to know where people are at when they say don't judge me. Yeah, I, I, uh, this was the first time I heard it. So I was just kind of like, whoa, do people... I say but, that, like, to you all the time, like, Gwen, don't judge me. I just did this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I'm Am I never... judging you more than I would have? I, I'm probably judging you the same. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I'm probably now a little bit more prepared. But also, is that just us and the, like, the background we have? Because I think. But that... here's the thing. If, like, maybe one of my other, I don't want to say, like, ditzy appearing friends go oh my god don't judge me but like this just happened and it's like so funny so stupid and embarrassing I'm gonna be like oh I'm definitely judging you that's hilarious thank you for sharing right right like it like joking yeah mm -hmm. but like the judgment isn't like you're an awful person for that I think it's an unpopular opinion I don't know yeah I don't know okay let's move on adjusting or, your but I love oh. those comments when someone's like don't judge me and I'm yeah. like okay Tell me what I shouldn't judge you on, please. <laughs> Adjusting yourself in public is not rude. Like genitals? Yeah. Boobs, private, yeah. like any, any. I think typically it's like don't touch yourself in public. But like adjusting yourself is the what I mean, we're yeah. looking at. Man, public feels like such a <laughs> foreign concept. concept. Yeah. I'm like, I don't. What is it? Is it what? What's the word? What can you repeat the sentence, please? <laughs> Adjusting yourself in public is not rude. I don't think so because I think most people try to do it really discreetly so they don't make themselves or other people uncomfortable. Right. So should we have to be discreet about it? I mean, yeah. I don't want to see a guy put their hand down their pants and like have a whole like seven thing orchestra to like get their balls off their thigh. But I don't think that's rude. I don't think it's rude at all, and I think it's silly that people find it gross when people do adjust themselves, because it's like, okay, guys, clearly, like, if you have balls and a dick, it seems 
like it gets in the way sometimes. And so reasonably, you would want to move it if it's being uncomfortable. It's like if I'm wearing a bra, my boobs don't always stay in place in the bra and they slip around and, you know, like, yeah, it's such an inconvenience to be like, oh, people are around. I'm going to have to wait and just be uncomfortable until I can do this discreetly. I'm yeah, way more like, inclined to just, like, pop my hand in, adjust them back into place, continue on. Yeah, and I think I think the, the level of discreetness is really different. But, like, this, if we take it away from, like, more taboo things like, like private areas, like, if someone's fluffing their hair or, like, fixes their hair, fine, they do it, we move on. But now if someone's making a huge deal of, like, oh, my God, my hair is in my way. Sorry, I'm just going to stretch my arms and, like, like fix my hair I'm like you're annoying as hell stop that so I think it's the same approach if someone just Mm -hmm. like moves whatever they got to do adjusts whatever they got to adjust and we keep living but if they like make a big deal out of it for no reason I'm like what like okay what's happening here like don't do that I think in the same way with adjusting like like adjusting the way they're sitting in a chair adjusting their hair like anything else I think the same level of like do what's necessary, but you don't overdo it because that would be annoying for me, at least. Yeah, I guess that that's fair. I can agree with that. But like, is it rude? No. I was going to say everybody's got balls, but no, <laughs> not everybody does. <laughs> no, well, everyone's yeah, no. got to adjust things sometimes. Yes. Yes. Okay. Our last one, which I'm... So There's a huge smile here. on Aisley's face right now. I'm just curious what you're going to say. Okay. Spider, spiders and bugs would be a lot less scary if they were the size of dogs. What? They would be less scary if they were bigger? A lot less scary. This is like fueling my nightmares. No. I don't. If I saw like a daddy long leg that's 70 pounds. I'd be like, nope, I'm staying inside for the rest of my life. Like, can you hear it, like, thumping up the stairs as it's coming to get you? I'd be like, hell no. Mm -mm, no Sitting in the the corner on the ceiling, like, hey. The light turns on. Okay. I'm going to (laughs) just, it's your house now. I will leave. I'll just pay rent, make sure the lights are on. Like, your house now. As someone who's terrified of bugs. I, this seems like not a good idea, but I really wanted to stop and think about it. I'm like, hey, I'm, I, I think I, I genuinely have a phobia of specific bugs. And my very first therapist, I stopped going to because she was like, wow, I think we're doing really well. You know, like now, let's try to work on getting over your extreme fear of bugs. And I was like, getting over? She didn't say it like that, obviously. Oh. I was just like, well, I'm solved. Thank you for helping. It was, she definitely tried to take it slow. And and I was like, well, what would that look like? It was basically exposure. It was exposure Mm. therapy. And I was like, "Mm, nope. And I just never went back. In some ways, I think maybe they would be less scary because you'd be able to see them and they maybe be more predictable. Would we like to have bugs as pets if they were the size of dogs? I don't know. Would that be a thing? Maybe to be fair, be some of the more like furry spiders, when you look at like enlarged images of them, they look kind of cute. Yeah. 
but I still would, I um, respect them from a distance. Also, what if we had the, like, uh, wasps the size of dogs? Sometimes wasps just sting because they're assholes. I think it's a spe specific type of wasp that does that. But if they were the size of dogs, that would be a big... There'd be, allergic, like, a hole in your arm. Yeah, like, if you were allergic to uh, stings, that would be a bad, bad news. Um, no, no, let's not advocate for this in any form, please. What if, okay, well, I just want to advocate, maybe not advocate, I just want to explore. What bug? Also, it's not like we can actually ask the bugs to grow bigger. It's not like we're <laughs> like, hey, we're here, we want you to be bigger, thank you very much. Literally. <laughs> what bug would be an ideal dog-like creature? Oh. Would it be a spider? Maybe an ant? Ants are very smart. But I think they're too smart. Right. Actually, yeah. Because if like, an ant was the size of a dog, they could lift however much more of their body weight than that. Or you can train it and be like, take me up the stairs, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, people just ride ants around instead of taking cars. Whoa. What a concept. Someone should write a book. Ant world. Part of me is like, that's probably really environmentally friendly. And feeding into that other part of me is like, yo, I'm vegan. I should not be even thinking about this. <laughs> about riding ants. I um, I also really love bees, but they would not make a good indoor pet. Especially if they were the size of a dog. And then you need a whole honeycomb that's like the size of your house. You'd need a whole like room hive. Yeah. Um, what about, like, the non-poisonous, non-scary beetles that just, like, have a hard little shell? Oh, that was a visceral reaction. Okay. I, I hate beetles. <laughs> just, my body went gross. You know what? I think a little earthworm. <gasps> a big earthworm. They're cute. They won't hurt me. Um, you, you, if you cut, if somehow it gets cut in half, we're still good. Can I tell you a funny story about worms that makes me sound like a super weirdo? Okay, yeah. Wait, say please don't judge me. <laughs> please don't judge me, okay. everyone. But in grade school, this was probably grade five, six, I think, mm -hmm. around that, that ages. Me and one of my friends at recess developed this thing called the Worm Club. And we were the only two people in it. Occasionally, people would filter in and out. We were pretty exclusive about who was allowed in it, which we were such little bitches. Um, and we would go throughout the yard and find worms. We would collect them all. And then we would build little homes and towns for them out of, like, sticks and twigs and leaves, all these things. <laughs> and we had, like, a school and that's cute though that's little. cute well and we also had a hospital <laughs> where we performed oh wait this just took a turn yeah yeah we we had read that the worms have nine hearts or ten hearts or something like that and that if you cut a worm in half it can still technically live so we were like how if it has this many hearts how many times can we cut worms in halves before they die. So we'll just cut them and hopefully we'll get a bunch, a bunch of other little worms. What did you cut them with? Like rocks? 
sticks? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think we probably brought scissors out. <laughs> you were allowed to take scissors on recess like that? It was like a very small country school. It was one hallway. There was like 200 kids. So like they uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, I don't I think we they it, I think we would have been able to get scissors out there very easily actually. But okay. anyway, so we did this, but the, we ran into the same problem every time. We didn't uh, we didn't well, the worms kept like going away or going into the ground. So we eventually uh, made it so that, yeah, like worms do. We made it so that they couldn't do that. But then they, of course, all dried up from the sun. Could you imagine being the worms perspective for a second? Horrible. Like, horror movie. I feel very bad. Like, what a... At first, I was like, this is cute. You're such I a know. creative kid. Love the earth. Love the nature. Yay. Learning about worms. Whoa. Took a this turn. escalated quickly. Yeah, I feel bad. I would never, ever do that now. And I think I have a big guilt for worms, but I'm also so scared of bugs. And for whatever reason now, it's really hard for me to pick up worms. So whenever it rains and I see them all over the sidewalk, I always want to move them. Mm. And I will stand there for a good amount of time debating with myself, trying to will myself to pick it up. And I found this. Okay, anyway, this is just going to go into too many different stories about worms. I have so many stories about worms. I do like worms a lot. My, the Worm podcast this, <laughs> coming soon. The answer to this story, or to the, the whole point of the story was, uh, I think dog-sized worms would be interesting. I'm glad we can do that. But it is an unpopular opinion. I would hope that yeah. bugs should all just be dog-sized. Yeah, That just is so inconvenient, too. Like, to my personal life as a human being. <laughs> How rude. How dare you? <laughs> That's funny. Just to say, I don't do that to worms anymore. I don't condone doing that to worms. And I do feel guilty for the amount of worms that I killed as a child. I think that's just like a childhood thing, though. Like eating them by accidentally killing them. I it did never is. ate a worm. Okay. I know that's a very common thing that apparently kids do, but that was never something. Paint, we draw the line there. Know. I would. I just the thought of eating bugs. I really don't think ever intrigued me. It was like these are creepy crawlies. I don't want that in my mouth. Well, so does that wrap up the unpopular opinions? <laughs> yes, I have my own unpopular opinion that I want to end with. Um, yeah, seagulls are amazing, and people should stop giving them such a shitty rap because seagulls are are pretty cool. Um, more love to seagulls and fish are animals. Fish are animals that is all <laughs> Go ahead, okay yeah yeah okay we just I, I feel like I'm not prepared with my own um I guess I should have told you that uh, uh these aren't unpopular opinions these are just going to be opinions now uh you gave a shout out to seagulls I'm going to give a shout out to the worms the forests mm. how about we not do that thank you not to th not to the forest, the people who are like not n not letting them be a forest anymore. And Thank then you, you just said a fact, so I will also say a fact. <laughs> so the reason why evergreens are called evergreens is because they are always green. Oh my gosh, amazing! I said that as a fact because not everyone agrees that fish are are animals, and more importantly, they're friends. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> just like the evergreens in the forests out there. More um, love. <laughs> more love to them. Okay. I don't think anything what I said was unpopular. However, you gave us a statement and a fact. I did. <laughs> and that's the news for today. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We'll end with a quote. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Easily over to you. <laughs> Our quote for this week is by Harlan Ellison. And it is, you are not entitled to your opinion. You are entitled to your informed opinion. No one is entitled to be ignorant. You heard it here first. Fish are animals. <laughs> and with that being said, oh, go like us, on, follow us on Instagram, send us a DM, email us if you have any whatever that you want to email us about. Um, open to discussion pod on Instagram, open to discussion podcast at gmail.com for the email. And we hope you like our new logo. Thank you. Bye.